Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Insane in the Membrane, Edinburgh edition. Insane in the Membrane. Our guest this week is the wonderful Jordan Brooks. Um, a couple of years ago, I was in Edinburgh, and I did have my own show. I was up there, I was helping helping Jade with hers. So I was having to wander around and seeing some names that I'd never seen before. And I've been doing comedy a long time. And you know, you think, you get to a point, you think you work with everybody. And I kept seeing the name Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks was everywhere. And uh, I'm like, okay, interesting. The poster was excellent. Saw the show, absolutely blew my mind. He's, he's, he's a true one-off. It's there are many there are many brilliant comedians in this in this comedy world, but there, there's a very there's a few of them that walk their own path. Jordan Brooks is one of those people that just dances to his own tune and is inspirational. So please welcome Mr. Jordan Brooks. Previews there have gone like the worst previews I've ever had have been there. Really, it just feels like if you put one foot wrong, the whole thing is off, really? and you're having to really work to, to regain their trust. Like yeah. I remember doing one last, but this time last year, I was sharing it with Rob Carter, who mm. was doing Christopher Bliss. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the people there were, were there to see him, admittedly, and were friends of the cast, because it, it was a play that he was putting on, so there was okay. like four or five people involved. And um, I went out there, and I like, before getting to the stage, the applause just kind of stopped, so I just went, oh, I guess we're doing the comedy from here then. It's something that I would say all the time. Yeah, that people yeah. don't applaud much. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, all right, this is it, is it? And people would usually laugh and yeah. they just went, oh. And then I just, I struggled for for like Shit. 36 minutes. I didn't a full hour, yeah. It was just fucking horrific. It's funny when it goes like that, isn't it? When they just, One choice. yeah. I've, I've, had it, I've had it before where you just, yeah. You just, I've had it, I had it in Nottingham the other week, did Nottingham and... I walked out and I went, hey! And the whole room went, nah. Nah, mate. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the top of the gig. I'm like, I've oh, never had, Jesus. I've never had complete silence in a, mm. especially in a, it's a normal club night. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it, nothing, like not even a, not even a ripple of anything. Every single person in there just decided not to say anything. And you're like, whoa. It's, <laughs> it's interesting when that happens because I feel like there is, there's got to be some sort of term for it in terms of it being like a, a psychological thing yeah. where the audience almost turn it into a game where they go, they all collectively go, oh no, the, we're going to have some fun with not, yeah. but we're not going to give you what you want and we're all playing that game now. Yeah, and we've all decided subconsciously, even though we don't know each other. We don't know each other, we're going to play, we're going to play this role, we're going to make it really hard for you and that's going to be the thing. And it's really frustrating um, 
but I think when, if you're doing like a regular gig, it doesn't matter because then you can acknowledge it, you can play with it, you can engage yeah. with it. But if you're doing a preview, you just want to do your show. You just yeah. want to try out some stuff, and they're not bring they're not bringing the goodwill that I think you really need when you're, right. when you're trying new stuff out. Yeah. How did you preview last year's show? Did I didn't bleed. Really. Yeah, bleed. Yeah, I yeah. So I did. Um, I did like. I mean, I did loads of. I did as many previews as I probably do generally. But I just, I would just do an hour's worth of what were essentially the first twenty minutes of the show okay. before the, mm. the twist. So it was an hour's worth of of just right. aimless nothing, and then and then we tried the the show as it was in Edinburgh mm. um, twice before going to Edinburgh. Really? Yeah, we did two Holy closed shit. previews where we invited people to come and try out Mate. the thing. So, so, we, so when we got to Edinburgh, we had to build the show basically in the first week. Wow. The, the second half of the show had to be built. Basically Holy shit. Yeah, I know, for people listening, it was a show where uh, uh, 20 minutes after... Oh, wait, we started? Is this it? Yeah, this is it, mate. I thought we were genuinely just connecting. Oh, this is it, man. Oh, Into you snake. It. You absolute snake. <laughs> we keep it like this, and then we just get easy, easy. Yeah. Wait, have you been recording since we met in the lobby? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a piss as well, recording yeah. that. <laughs> it just keeps it It just keeps it nice and easy, rather because yeah. if, if you just go, right, okay, tell me about yourself. People tend to put on... You're basically going, yeah, can you can you shift the gears clunkily for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then where, you know, this is... It just eases in, man. Already in it. Already in. See, look at the way you sat. You're yeah. chilled. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. No, I mean, now I'm. Now you're. Now you're arsehole. Now, yeah. now we've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> we've kicked the legs from under it now. <laughs> but your show was so, uh, so every it, uh, twenty minutes in, we were all given headphones due yeah. to things that were going on. Yeah. Yeah. That we all thought. You thought we thought the show was. Oh, that was, it was outside noises. Yeah. Yeah. So we faked these. This sort of noise bleed. Um, but they like, were excellent because we all we all as one believed it. Yeah. 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 Well, it was perfect in, in Edinburgh because the venue that we that we chose um, has has a bit of natural noise yeah. bleed anyway. So. We would sort of we would sort of judge it on the night. If we, if we did it on the weekend, it generally would be quiet. So it would be loud anyway in the mm, courtyard. Yeah. So there would be this natural noise, and then we would just layer it with extra stuff. And then if it was a bit quiet, to so say in the midweek, and there wasn't much noise bleed, we would obviously ramp, ramp up, it up a bit. Ramp yeah. up in terms of the, the volume and the frequency of these, you know, interruptions. And then the idea was. Um, Things just got very intimate. It did, didn't it? Did you hold in hands? Yeah. It's like Shit, man. I mean, I, I really should have done my research before coming on this podcast. I didn't realise that 10 minutes yeah, didn't get real it's central. <laughs> Um, well, I just, yeah, I just, I just knew you needed chilling out, man. And, uh, but yeah, the lights have dimmed. I think it must be a motion sensor, and obviously we're not moving around there. Oh, no, I see. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, makes you like feel it. insignificant, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's, thanks, a, a, that's a damning appraisal of our conversation. <laughs> yeah. The room thinks that nothing, nothing is happening in this space. Nothing. So, so why would I bother having yeah. energy here? Yeah, the room's like, come on, get to the emotional revelatory stuff. We, <laughs> we need some sucker punches, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on, liven up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, you, so, the, so the noise bleed. Yeah, so, yeah. We faked, so we sort of faked that, and then we'd also fake some like, well, actually, when you when you saw it, mm. that was I think we put on an extra show and it was late. It was like midnight. That's right, yeah. And um, everything that could have gone wrong with the show did go wrong in an unplanned way. Yeah. And but after that, I remember like you and some others were saying I didn't know what was real and what wasn't no. real. And then from based on that, I then worked in those similar ah, fuck-ups and yeah. put them in the in the show when we took it to Soho and then eventually Brilliant. Melbourne 
uh, comedy festival as well. So all the thi- like the mic messing up and all, all that stuff, we, we we worked all that stuff in into, into the weave of it. So 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 it sort of gave it more of a sense of like it wasn't just the outside world trying to get in. It yeah. was you know it was stuff happening within the room that was also it was genuinely up. yeah because I was sat with Jade and a few others and we were. We, we were laughing. Well, like when you when because you were handling, yeah, you were losing my shit. Absolutely, but you were like you, like you were like jokingly saying, "If you don't sort this out, Daddy's going to lose his temper and things like that." <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, classic Brooks, Daddy's going, Daddy's off." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then and then we all got given headphones, and then we all thought we were. It, that's when that's when the, the universe got tipped on its fucking yeah. head. <laughs> when we were like, hold on a minute. Oh, we all thought it we was just you doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. gradually other things came in. And then it turned out, I don't want to ruin it. That's all right. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to do the show again. Okay. Ever, so feel free to and, and, and then, and then, yeah. And so then, and then it turned out there were three different groups of headphones. So the audience had different headphones on. Mm, yeah, yeah. And we were all listening to different things at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. When someone tried to push past me, excuse me, mate, and I genuinely, oh, sorry. Did you genuinely? Yeah, yeah, I went, oh, yeah, what? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, we were all coming out and going, that bit when that woman tried to pass, get past me, and they were like, what bit was that? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And then Jay was like, no, no, there was a bit where like, something, they were like, no, that never happened. And then we all suddenly went, the fuck has tricked yeah, us? Yeah, it tricked yeah, us yeah. all. Yeah. How, it, that must have been, when it because it worked brilliantly. There must have been such a sense of Oh, it's so, it's so, it was so amazing when, when audiences would, would go, would, would go with it and, yeah. and sort of go along for the, for the ride. I mean, not, you know, not all audience members would. I think by and large, the show went down what, like every show mm. had its merits and had its, you know, had its sort of, its, its, its upswings, but um, when it flew, when the whole room was was with it, it was like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was incredible to, to, to watch people's re- reactions. Like it was, really, it was yeah. really fun. And it definitely became more fun as, as I did the show. So like when I took it to Soho, it was a lot more fun. And then eventually when it ended up at Melbourne Comedy Festival, which was only like a couple of months ago, mm. it was in March, it felt, um, it felt suddenly very fresh again. And I was bringing a more of a joy to the performance. Right, yeah. It was more playful. And the audiences in Melbourne were so up for it, so responsive, so like, you know, they were almost like, it was, it was almost like pantomime, you know. Yeah, I'd, sort right. of go, I'd sort of go, oh, today, guys, I'm feeling really sad. And they'd be like, no, oh, and they go, but not really, I'm really happy. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, they'd be so, <laughs> so immediately yeah, in, just in, into happy it. to yeah. buy into the, you know, the ups and downs of it. And the, so it made it, it made it really fun. Yeah. Um, but it was, also it was such a, it was such a, I was so far removed at that point from the show in Edinburgh. Doing that was very stressful. Mm, and so yeah. it, wasn't a, it wasn't fun to do. I didn't well, enjoy doing the show. That was your starting point. If you're building it at that point, and these yeah. things, I mean, just doing a stand-up show takes time to bed in, where yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. so many different dynamics yeah. with that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not surprised you would. I mean, I'd see you in Edinburgh, and you're like, "How you doing, mate?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. I'm just, I'm just sprinting in, in for, to nowhere in particular. Bye. <laughs> I can't deal with this now, but I don't want to tell you, so I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> there was that. There was a guy as well that came in. I think he'd gotten to the toilet before he'd, before the headphones had been given out. I think. Oh my god. And then he, and came, then he came back in when they were on. When they were on, then you just went. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck catching up with this one, mate. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, so no one is in control here. What I loved, because I, I, when I was when I started in stand up, I got into the sort of like the like the weekend clubs, like the jonglers, the sort of that sort of circuit. Yeah. So you end up you end up 
it's very closed in. You only know a certain yeah, yeah, amount yeah. of people and things like that. It wasn't until I started going to Edinburgh and then and that's when I, it was that year, Not it wasn't bleed, it was, I think it was a year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got nominated. Yes, yeah. And yeah. that was, I'd never heard of you before and then suddenly it was like, who's this? And then I saw your show and I'm like, oh, this is something, this is fantastic. Because oh, you were in that kind of, I suppose what would now would be seen as alternative clubs, mm, you know, like yeah. the weird and the wonderful and the, yeah, you yeah. know, and um, yeah, and I, I thought I was blown away. And in your oh, show last so year, it was, more, it was art, it was art. It wasn't just comedy, it was, it was a whole yeah. happening. And that must have been amazing to... Yeah, it was, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I wanted to do something that was a bit different from the previous year's show because yeah. I thought, I mean, I don't, and I don't know if it was the right thing to do, really, because I, I, I thought, well, people are gonna, they're gonna expect something mm. based on what they've heard about what my act is, and um, I thought I could just repeat the formula of, of body of work, which was yeah, the, the previous year's show, or I could do something that I hadn't done before that was like push, sort of challenging me. Um, so, and it just, it was just an idea, like it was just the initial premise was what if, what if the outside world was, you know, what if there was noise bleed and, mm. and what if, and what if I had to spend an hour grappling with that and engaging with that and what did that represent? And cause I, cause I was doing body of work, mm. um, the previous year in a, in a free fringe venue initially before right, I moved okay. to the Pleasant. So I was, so I was in a free fringe venue for the first half of it, but the noise bleed was so extreme from the room next door well, from the pub next door, that um, I, the show was almost couldn't be performed. I had, really? to pull, I had to pull one of them because the the noise was just too intrusive. Shit, so I remember doing this stuff where I was like, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the most serious show. It was, it was I mean, it, it explored serious stuff. But it was very flippant. Yeah. In, in, it, in, it, in it, I, I would hope it was quite sort of flippant and upbeat. But even then, in those quieter moments, or in those more tense moments, where I'd need the audience to be sitting in the silence with me, mm. they just couldn't. It couldn't. No. It couldn't happen because of the, because of this constant chanting, and because it, 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 it was a sports bar. So they oh, would. Wow. They yeah. would. They would screen any any modicum of, of, of sporting activity. They were putting it on, mm. and they were they were projecting it onto a screen that was in front of the, the dividing wall oh, between shit. the pub and my room. So people were just chanting and screaming in wow. the direction of my show. And I remember finding it really funny when I was sort of sat down trying to do a serious bit and you could just hear people like, you know, celebrating a goal. And um, I thought that's 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 yeah. so funny that I'm trying to I'm trying to express myself. I'm trying to be this, you know, this, this sort of artist, and uh, and it's being sabotaged by a, a very a, aggressively indifferent world. And so I thought that's that's a funny starting premise for a, for a show. Yeah. Um, and then I met um, Breed Kirby from Find oh, the Dog. Yep, yep, yep. Who. I told the idea to and she was like, this is great. Um, here's some other stuff you could do. And then obviously the, the idea of headphones came came up and you know, she was very keen to sort of lean into the sound elements and mm. really, really push what, you know, what what could be done in a live experience with with the with that sort of tech. So that's how the show sort was of excellent. came about. Yeah, what a what a brilliant way of coming about. Taking it from something that was quite because in, in, we've all suffered that and you just want to set fire to the fucking building <laughs> yeah. with every prick next door. Especially yeah. as I don't like football, so it's, it really annoys really me. Really rankles when you hear people. Yeah, yeah, when football encroaches on my life. Yeah, particularly when people are more passionate about that than they will ever be about anything that I will say on stage. <laughs> like it's just like I hear like the noise that it's it, it has a baritone to it that I will ne I will never feel yeah. <laughs> in my direction. <laughs> oh, and it was your the show you were doing, like you say, body of work. It was very honest. 
like you say, you were talking yeah. about serious issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a flippant way. Yeah. Did you was did you set out to do that or? Yeah. Well, I always wanted to do when I first started doing stand up. I, I I sort of start. Yeah, as, as everyone does, they they start doing what they think comedians do yeah. on stage, or they 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 start by. Um, telling jokes in a certain way, following certain formulas, and probably most restrictively, trying to settle on what their persona is. Mm. And often, you you end up putting yourself in a in a sort of identikit thing um, that that is actually quite limiting in the long term. So, in one of first started, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm this. I'm just the, I'm I'm the nervy weirdo outsider mm. guy who's like awkward in social situations or difficult around women or whatever. And I'd be doing like ten minutes of this stuff, and in my head I'd be thinking, No, I'm not. No, I'm fine. I'm fine socially. <laughs> I, I've, you know, I've, I've got a girlfriend. Why am I lying? <laughs> and so it it, it it came from that feeling of like, what what am I what what am I trying to say? What do I want to do? And and then so I started thinking more about what I would do in an hour show and the the idea I had was I'd start trying to tell a story, but it'd be constantly derailed by neuroses mm. or cyclical thinking. So the idea, the initial idea was, I'm trying to leave the house and I'm telling a story about how I go to leave the house, but I end up never leaving the house yeah. because I keep getting caught up in, in this sort of, you know, intrusive thoughts and um, yeah, repetitive thinking and ruminating on stuff. And so that's where the, so always, I always had this idea that I was gonna talk about it, but because it had been such a big, and quite, you know, admittedly quite destructive part of my late adolescence and early twenties. Mm. I was very wary about d doing it and exploring it because the the problem with sort of um, OCD stuff there there it's yeah, there, there is no cure, there is no solution to no, it. Okay. All you sort of the, the 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 main sort of it's just about finding coping mechanisms. Mm. And one of the coping mechanisms is kind of to ignore it. It's all you, it's all you really? can do. So you, you just have to ride it out. And so if you have this impulse to like ruminate over loads of thoughts, or you have a weird thing, you just have to let it pass by. Okay. And so I was worried doing a show every day where I was talking about this right, stuff yeah. was, gonna, was gonna fuck me up and was gonna make it really difficult. And it, and it, it, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> it really did. Um, well, it was the first time I'd heard the term pure OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had, you know, obviously, when you hear the term OCD, you, you, you the, the same old things about, you know, oh, you can't leave the house without switching the light on and off 20 times and mm. you keep telling yourself that the cooker's on and all that shit. But pure OCD, yeah, I'd never heard that before. I mean, it's essentially the same thing, it's just internalized. So rather than switching a light switch on and off or worrying about if you've left the gas on, you're worrying about if you touch someone inappropriately in 1993. Really? So you, you just, yeah, or like you, you worry that you worry that you looked at someone in a in a way, or you 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 maybe maybe you, yeah, like you just you just worry, you just constantly worry, oh, okay. and you can't let it go. You know, if you if you have a weird sort of thought that comes out of nowhere, you can't you can't just dismiss it as right. ma as many people do. You know, you've got this constant stream of, of yeah. nonsense, just all of us are streaming through us, and it's it's the the difference really is like how much you're able to let that thought mm. go. If you get a weird impulse or a weird thought, most people will just be like, well, that's a strange thing to think, and then they yeah. move on with the day. But if people who experience intrusive thoughts or have difficulties with them, they will go, what? why did my brain conjure up that thought oh, okay. or that image? What does that say about me? Does that now redefine me? Um, 
and then your brain will look for all the evidence that that, that, wow. that thing was always right. the case. So, you know, it could be, it's, it's often like sexual or violent in nature because it's it's whatever sort of taboo that there is yeah. exists. Yeah. So, you know, like sexually, it could be sleeping with a family member or mm. wanting to sleep with kids or animals or, you know, or to rape someone, to assault somebody. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the worst possible things mm. a human being could do. Uh, and you can't. Those are the, and you can't. No matter how much you sort of go, yeah. But obviously, I wouldn't do that. Yes. I haven't done that, and I would. I wouldn't want mm. to. Your brain would be like, yeah, but you know, consider mm. this. How do you? How do you know for sure right. that you don't want to do that thing? Because yeah. your brain thought it, so there must be a reason why. You know, and then you end up just getting caught in these sort of cycles that, are, in my sort of early twenties, were just exhausting. Yeah, I was I exhausted. Imagine. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Couldn't yeah. stop shutting. shutting especially, up especially then, when you think you're the only one. Like you don't, because no one talks about these things. It's only now talking. I've spoke to somebody else about intrusive thoughts, mm. and I was saying like we all we all get it. And I've used this example many times before. It's like when someone gives you a baby, and you you get this thought that goes. Punt it over the shed, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Boot this over the shed. Yeah, just drop it on your, just, just yeah. lift your leg up and drop it, snap yeah, yeah. its back over your, <laughs> over your race. Push thigh. that soft bit in with your thumb yeah. on top of his head. <laughs> but then you've got the other side of your brain that goes, that's ridiculous. That's not what we do with these. What we yeah, do with yeah. these is that we nurture them and we hug them and yeah. look after them. And then your animal sort of brain just goes, ah, oh, I still want to kick it. Yeah, 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 I know you do, but that's not what we do. And this yeah. all happens in milliseconds. Oh, it's not, yeah, it's barely, it barely passes yeah. by. But, um, but when you're younger and you have those thoughts, it, like you say, you'd be like, oh my God, I've just, f- I've just walked past mean? that woman. I've just thought about pushing her in a bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, I've had that. I've literally had that sort of thought. And then fr- like it just ruined, it would ruin Ooh. days, weeks, months. It's understanding that we all, we do all have these weird thoughts. Like you say, they, and it's not, it's just your brain just because you see so many things mm. You, you see so many good things, bad things, horrific things, especially now with the internet. I mean, these images are rushing past us all the time. People are getting killed on trains and this and that. Yeah, yeah. So your brain's taking all that in and then, yeah. and then and it just like filters it all out across your head going, yeah. oh, what about that? What about if you killed someone on a train? Yeah, what, what if, if you, you were, were capable of that? And there was so much yeah. unknown about ourselves and there's so much, you know, we all, we all have this sort of, this doubt over what we are capable of as people and who we are and so it's it's just it's just it's just exploiting that natural mm. doubt that we all have and that uncertainty of self and um, and going yeah but maybe mm. maybe and you and you go in yeah maybe I don't know I don't mm. know for sure and and not never quite being able to find the argument that convinces you to shut up and get on with right. your life um, yeah it's so, so even do you, so you have to is it almost like meditative? Like you sort of come out of it and go, okay, here we go again. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. And I mean, I've been, you know, I've had this for like, I mean, since I was a kid in, mm. in, in a various form, but like it manifested itself, I would say, as what I would recognize as a, as a mental illness in my early 20s. So I've had it for like 12 years. Wow, man. And, um, you know, it's, it's this, it ebbs and flows. Mm. Do, you, do, you think, do you think it gets, do you think it amplifies a bit when you're stressed or is it just? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. It really does. Um, yeah, if I'm anxious, so like now is like the worst time for my mental health. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. This, the, between like sort of May to, to August. When once I'm in at, at the Edinburgh Fringe, it's fine. I've got a focus. I've got a purpose, and I'm. It's 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 um, it's the stress of knowing that it's coming up, mm. and it's the stress of having to work. And um, yeah, I find it very paralyzing. That's where my brain gets to work yeah, and really tries imagine. to you know sabotage. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I have the I you know I'm the same. This is this has been my first year proper p- 
arcade fringe mm. and and the stress is 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 so destructive yeah and then you're like but you're just doing something that you love Why it's, it's fun just, it's, it's fun. so much fun and you can only get the the, the only thing that should matter is is improving as a performer mm. and that is the only thing also that's within your control yeah how much effort you put in how much how much you change things around how much you 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 constantly come back to that desire to develop and grow and get better Th those are the only things that matter but unfortunately uh, if, if, I, if everyone else invests in the other side of it the perhaps more careerist or political side of it then you can't help but yeah have your head turned in that direction and um yeah, it's a lot of management, isn't it? It's a yeah. lot of like, it's a lot of trying to just re just come back to the only thing that matters, which is which is you know, firstly your well being, but also your mm. development as an act. Yeah, true. I think it's I think what I find is that you're we're going to Edinburgh, and so that costs a lot of money to go and do that. And but on top of that, you've still got to maintain. You've still got to like pay for your flat mm. where you live. Yeah. So you got to pay for that, yeah. and you've got to, so you've still got the bills that come out of your everyday life, and now you have got on top of it these these other bills going. Oh, by the way, you need to pay the grand by tomorrow, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. by the way, when you finished Edinburgh, you might not make any money. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> shit. So yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. It's awful, and it and it it does you know it yeah it does take its toll. It does mm. it does mount up, and it does it does make you question why you're doing it and it it, it it puts pressure on people because they go well I'm, I'm investing so much money so I've got to get something good out of this yes. I've got to I've got to get an at least a, a good review or you know to get a, a nomination for an increasingly irrelevant award <laughs> like why what why why are you allowing yourself to to get in, invested in that because the reason is because it's, it costs money. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the higher the, the, the risk, the greater the stakes, the, the more you're going to feel like you're owed something. That's true. It. Very true. So I think, what, like you say, better off concentrating on the things you can control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rather than worrying about the, the, everything around it. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so, it's so, so difficult to, of it is. to get out of that. But, um, yeah, really important. Yeah. I, it's, 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 since... Since I since seeing your first that's this first show I saw and you talking about say the pure OCD and what you were thinking and you know like then mm. you know, I know people have like we've know each know each other a bit now mm. they see jokes people have online like on Twitter that's oh you're sucking yourself off again I I been having sex with your nan again and all that and you're like yeah but I've had that thought I once was yeah, I went yeah. to see my nan and I've knocked on the door I didn't hear because she'd fallen over before and. She'd been on the floor for ages, so I was knocking around, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh shit, now she's fallen over again. So I looked through the letterbox. As I looked mm. through the letterbox, she came out of the bathroom, which was directly opposite the front door, but she obviously wasn't expecting visitors. So Hello. she's nude. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, hang on. And I was like, ah, fuck. And so I'll not have seen that now. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's in there. <laughs> that's, that's in there for it. Yeah. And now, even talking to you now, I can see it. Yeah. Like, ah, I wasn't even there when I can see it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm now putting this in your head. I can't even have sex with my nan. Oh, shit. But there is that, when you're having those weird moments, and I, you know, I've gone, I've, yeah, just that, and just, that like, as a flash of like, ah, oh, horrible. Yeah, ah, and, then, yeah. and, then you, and then your brain goes, that's a naked woman. Ah, oh, you, you have sex with a naked yeah, woman. Yeah, you go, yeah, oh yeah. my God, will you fucking stop it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it goes away and then you're fine. But I imagine, it can I mean, it just, it, it, it varies, you know, I like, obviously, uh, in the last sort of, well, over a decade, I've definitely got better at managing it. Yeah. And my, my like, 
my experience of it has massively improved and my quality of life has improved beyond in, in ways that I uh, that there was a time I would never have conceived of really yeah I genuinely thought my life was I thought I thought it was fucked I thought I was I was in serious trouble like wow. I, I would I would so I was living at home I wasn't didn't go to university didn't I was still a, like I hadn't had sex so I was I was like 24 when I lost my virginity okay everything just stalled my like my entire life just stalled yeah. because of this and I, I couldn't see a way out did you have anyone to talk to did you talk to anyone about it or not for a long time no because it was, was that weird I was very I was very worried you know that it manifested itself um, in the worst possible way and so I you know I went to the doc I didn't talk to my parents about it and I, I went to the doctors and I was like so there's this weird thing going on and, and the doctors were like that eh, sounds like stress nothing to worry about yeah. and I'd come away being like oh sweet that sounds like stress and so for like an hour or two I'd be like oh I feel like a normal person and then slowly yeah. back it would come and then you know so um, yeah, it made my life very, very difficult. You didn't think about doing anything extreme to like. You didn't think about taking yourself off. What that about? Like, you didn't think about oh, taking fucking. my own life. Mm. Oh yeah, every, yeah, every did day. you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but eventually, I did sort of. You know, I opened up to my mum and my dad about it, and um, they were obviously incredibly supportive and well, weren't weren't excellent. worried for me. weren't sort of. You know, they didn't they didn't think they'd they'd bred a monster or anything. No. Um, and I went to a, I went see to your dad punched himself in the neck. So so I went to see a, a sort of a therapist who was very reassuring, but they didn't seem to know enough about pure OCD. Okay. And it was only actually when I, I remember there was one night when I was just like, I was just so sick of it. I was so sick of it. And this is, I was at uni. I remember one night I was like, I was feeling so low. And I started to like Google symptoms of it. And I was like, surely there are other people who have experienced something mm, similar. Absolutely. And what I found were these like message boards and forums dedicated to pure OCD and anxiety disorders where people were literally, I remember looking at this forum and there were the title of each thread mm. was almost like a thought that I had had at some point in the last 10 years oh, where wow. people were writing in block capital letters being like, I don't know how to live anymore. I can't live with this. This is this is ruining my life. And I, and I was like, I remember like crying and laughing at the same time. Because you just found some relief. Yeah. That I was yeah. like, oh shit, this is so, this is, and the more I sort of investigated it, the more of a common experience I found it, discovered yeah. it to be. Which obviously was so reassuring. Oh man! Oh, even now, you saying it, I can feel. I feel euphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you found a way. Yeah, found, uh. found a found a thing, and then and then once once I started joining up the dots and working out what this was and learning more about it, um, it did help. You yeah, know, it, it really did help. And then, um, yeah, and I, but I also thought there's something about this that I feel like is so. Not discussed because of its because of its to, because of the often taboo nature of these intrusive yeah, thoughts. Yeah. People are frightened. Of course, they are so, petrified yeah. about what this means. There are people out there who think they are psychopaths, who think they are sexual deviants, mm. and they and they don't know who to turn to or where to turn. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of a friend, and I was describing pure OCD to him. This is before Body of Work. And I was describing the symptoms of it, and I'd always, I'd always sort of suspected that he had something similar based on stories that I'd heard about right. him worrying about his health and stuff. I remember once he, I'd heard that he'd sort of, he was really worried that he had testicular cancer to the point where he was like crying in front of his housemates, and they all took him to A and E and stuff. And there was absolutely Bloody nothing hell. wrong with him, but he yeah. was, you know, he would be so obsessed about his health. And so I, I was talking to him about it, 
And I, rem I remember seeing him welling up mm. and he said, literally no one has put into words what I've experienced my whole life. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And then I thought I should do this show. Absolutely. Because yeah. it might actually, you know, it might help people. You're listening to Insane in the Membranes Edinburgh season. Scroll back through our past episodes from season one to hear from other comedians playing this year's Edinburgh Festival, including Phil Ellis, Simon Evans, Nick Revel, George Rigdon, Jen Brister and Ishan Akbar. All those podcasts and this episode have Edinburgh show details within the podcast description. Expand the details section on your app and come and see us. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This show is made by Dark Horse Digital. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. What, what's been like the most, like, I guess, heartwarming result of, of like talking about this stuff is the number of people who have contacted me personally and gone, thank you so much for talking about Brilliant. this because it really did help. And there were people that, yeah, who said like, you know, you, I'd never heard anyone say that out loud, what this thing was, and it's really helped me mm. make sense of a lot of things that I've been worried about privately for Fantastic. my whole life. Um, and then that helps you as well. That still helps me as well, because I go, yeah. yeah, obviously, obviously everyone experiences this because we've all grown up in the same awful world. Mm, yeah. Like, why, why, why would my brain be the only one that had reacted yeah. oddly to, 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 to the world around me? Exactly that. I mean, producer Paul is very quiet. <laughs> he doesn't chip in all the time, but sometimes he does. And he's been very quiet when we talk about murder. <laughs> so that tells you. I think that tells us. What's on your mind, Paul? Yeah, it's on your mind, Paul. What's been on your mind? Take up your offer of staying with you in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be stressed, but you know, you need. You hey, need, look, we yeah. all do crazy things out of stress. So look, whatever happens, happens, Paul. Like, look, I'm not taking a shovel with me. I'm not saying there aren't any shovels in Edinburgh. Though. Yeah. yeah, just saying. Yeah, it's an interesting talks. conversation because obviously yeah. I've actually never heard this before. Yeah, and yet I've always thought. I must be a bit nuts when I have a round myself and be, you know, mm. exactly what you're describing. Your brain goes off on one, thinking the worst possible thing is just yeah. to, and I think, 
I think my fucking brain's testing me. And I end up just calling myself a dick in my brain. Mm. And just, I don't know, yeah, like just Sam Campbell and said, losing my, an argument with myself in my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, Telling yeah. myself I'm a twat and then uh, carry on with that. I was driving, yeah, I was driving to a gig last week and uh, I got enraged in the car from, from a, a from a, an imagined argument. Mm. I have that all the time. I'm, I have imagined yeah. arguments with people all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm fuming. <laughs> but I'm like, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, what? This person doesn't even know that they've pissed you off. That's surely part of the learning process, though, is you, you have an experience, it didn't go as well as you planned, so you then reimagine the whole argument mm. in your head. Mm. Uh, and so, should it ever happen next time around, you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you find that a lot with comedy, with, like when, when I've emceed a lot and something's happened, and I haven't dealt with it as I wanted to, or I haven't dealt with it well, but because of the nature of what we do, that, that situation will come up again. Mm. And when it does, you come out with this absolute zinger and everyone goes, genius, absolute genius. Yeah, that's been in my head yeah, yeah, for yeah. five years. <laughs> that was in my head for a six hour return journey from Coventry, having died on my ass. I've had a lot of time to prepare this. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I think that's the other thing as well. We do what we do when we have a tough gig, your own head on the way home. And it's always when you're far away yeah, and you've got a, a, a megabus journey to really yeah. think about what a piece of <laughs> shit you are for, for even daring to think that you could entertain someone for 15, 20 minutes, an hour. Yeah. yeah. And then you're sitting on a coach surrounded by people in their stuff in bin bags. Yeah. <laughs> Pay four quid to oh, get like, to oh, commentary. Prop comedian, is it? Go <laughs> <laughs> on your ass as well. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Right, joke, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like you, shut yeah. up. Come up with a witty comeback, like I just have. <laughs> Three hours after yeah. the gig ended, and the cunt's gone home thinking he's won. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. It's it's true, and I think I think it comes down to a lot of. It always comes down to like a desire for control. Like we want to control mm. our own narrative. We want to control the world that we live in. And if we feel like we've been wronged in some way, or someone is perceiving us in a way that we don't agree with, we feel like we have to assert mm. some control over that. And I think we do have an issue with accepting other people's narrative these days because we are so able to tailor our experiences, particularly on social media, we're able to just block and cut out things that we don't like about yes, the world around true. us. We, we have become kind of control freaks. And I yeah. think that has given birth to this widespread like um, epidemic of, of intrusive thoughts where we feel like our brains need to be clean, squeaky clean, and anything that we don't understand, we have to we, we have to challenge. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's this also this like increasing desire for perfection, which is why like a lot of um, people with religious backgrounds end up experiencing intrusive thoughts because of this. Um, because they of this, so much, they put restrictions of, yeah, on themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On, on their own thinking and what is and what the what, what is the what's the what the mind is allowed to explore mm. and to think. So you 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 want to, yeah. I mean, th th this is why, you know, um, OCD style perfectionism in in terms of switching lights off or making sure that everything's straight and neat. I, I think is is directly transferred to pure OCD mm. because it is it is in principle the same thing you are trying to line everything up neatly and see everything neatly and understand everything neatly which of course you, you can't do no but we now as I say we live in a world where we there is a we are expecting we are expecting more of other people than we are of ourselves we, we apply these impossible standards to people where we expect everything to be black and white and we expect yeah. people to be either good or bad and 
when we then turn that on ourselves, if we have these inc insane mm. anxiety issues, yeah, because yeah. We, we, we don't feel that. No. It's almost like we, like, because, because we don't have it in us, we can't achieve it in ourselves. We're going after other people. Yeah, it's so um, true, man. In, in relationships, I mean, this has been said before, Michael Smiley touched on it in his episode, when he was saying, like, we come to a relationship with expectations. Mm. And we're like, right, this is what I expect from this other person. Mm. This is what I expect from them in this relationship. Yeah. And if I don't get what I expect, then I'm not gonna do anything that they expect. Mm. Because why should I? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking great. And I'm bringing my best. This person's yeah, lucky yeah, yeah, to yeah. be with me. Yeah. And and shit like that goes on. Yeah. Here. And then you don't realise that you're fucking it up. You're fucking up crazily. And I've you know I've I've definitely, like, I think I've probably, I probably I'm probably responsible for the breakdown of every relationship. Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely. Just, just be, partly because of my uh, pure OCD ma makes it makes me very difficult to be around. Um, not necessarily while I'm worrying about stuff. It's more. It's more about how it manifests itself in my like creative endeavors. Right. Like around about this time, I am a nightmare because I mm. cannot. It's not that I'm being rude to people or, you know, I'm short-tempered or anything. It's that I'm so focused on that one thing, and not necessarily in a productive way where I'm like just working away at my show and being like, sorry, I can't go to the cinema because I'm working on my show. Yeah. It's because I don't want to do anything that is going to potentially distract me from work that I could be doing on the yeah, show. Yeah, right. I'm not even doing it. I'm just sat looking at the open word document, being like, well, at least I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> at least I'm here and I'm waiting. You know. Yeah. You know. And it's like it's not it's not productive, and it's so it's so yeah. yeah it's 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 counterproductive. But I think it is also a, a manifestation of that obsessional quality yeah. of, of not being able to divide your attention equally or manage your time properly mm. and being obsessed with one thing. Yeah, like, yeah. This, is, this is my yeah. focus right I'm now. I'm the same, man. Just, yeah. And then beat myself up when I haven't been sat in front of my Word document. Yeah. When I've just been on YouTube where I've been just laying. I find myself laying down. <laughs> For hours, yeah. Just oh, I better do something in a minute. I'm like, shit, it's three o'clock already. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get up to twelve. <laughs> oh, what's the point in me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I've had, I have, I have weeks of that sometimes. I go yeah. through, I go through long periods of just like really severe inactivity and just. Just really hate just a horrible cycle of hating mm. myself and then yeah. wanting to treat myself, being like, well, maybe it's better if you, you know, maybe you just you just call it a night and you'll watch a film tonight, and then that, and then I wake up the next morning being like, why did I watch that film? You know, <laughs> it never, you, you can never find the thing. There is no, there is no thing that is going to satisfy you. No, make you never. feel not like a piece of shit. Um, and also that, and this is, and this is, it's it's so stupid to think that. You can just if you if you if you think about something long and hard enough, that is the same as being productive mm. with it. It just isn't. No, you you don't you you can go and live a life and enjoy your life and divide your time and actually you probably get more done if you go. Here's a three hour slot where I'm going to think about nothing but this show and yeah. then once I hit three o'clock, I'm going to go and watch Toy Story four. <laughs> but of course, you it's it's hard. It's it hard, to, hard. It's hard to discipline in that way. Yeah. So so therefore, it just it just sits it just sits yeah. right there. And you're right. Yeah. Discipline is, is such a key word. Yeah. I find it so hard because mm. we are basically in a privileged position where we're not accountable to anybody. Really, you yeah. Know, we we get booked to do gigs. We have to go to the gig. We have to do the best that we can do at that gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, you just got a day of 
you write if you want to. But also, like, no one's no one's making you do it, you know? No. no one, like, no one's going to be like, oh, fucking, what? Jordan Brooks has stopped doing comedy. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, he's he's no longer doing the hobby that he enjoys. <laughs> oh, what, what a shame. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. I said that the other day. I said, if I just stopped, it would take a while for me to go, I haven't seen Wilson for a while. <laughs> Just yeah, 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 yeah. No, like it, it's, meant, it's meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be something that you enjoy. I always like. I always find it very funny when people will be like, "Well, if I don't get on eight out of ten, Cats does Countdown by October, oh, I yeah. am quitting." You're like, quit then, <laughs> quit then, you know, quit then. <laughs> no one, no one is invested in your success. No one cares. No, no. So if you if you want that stuff, you go you go and get it. Go and do and it. And if you don't want it, then in, try enjoy enjoy what you are it's doing. So true. I have many conversations with people where the other people have been saying that they're already talking about nominations and they're already talking about winning and they're always about it and you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're fucking yourself up. Yeah. Because you're investing in something that is so not related to what is important. Like it, it, it is just doing it is the thing. Doing yeah, it, yeah, yeah. doing it is it. You, you, you know, and I find that feeling is the most like uh, strong when I'm in Edinburgh. And I'm like, this is it. This is all it is. Mm. The, I'm doing. I'm doing a show every day, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm developing, and that that is that is the only that is the only yeah. thing um, that you can focus on. But I mean, I've you know I, I've been in Edinburgh like last year. I remember having a conversation with someone, and they weren't really paying attention because they were on their phone, and I looked at what they were looking at on their phone, and they were reading a review of themselves. Oh no, no. They were half no. listening. They were half present because they were fucking oh, scrolling through no. some bullshit. And I, I, like, I felt physically unwell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I thought this is, but it's fucking people up. And it's not, it's not that these people are bad. It's not that people who who are ambitious are like bad people. I just think it brings out the worst parts of people. It does. It makes yeah. you compete with one another. It makes you bitter. It makes you angry and frustrated because you have set your happiness. Uh, you have made your happiness dependent on a specific outcome. Yep. And you're like, I'm not going to rest until I get there. Well, then what happens if you don't get That's there? That's right, yeah. You're, you're going to feel sad. And if you if you invest in the good reviews, you know, I think, oh, just, I mean, this is almost a truism at this point, but like, if you invest in the in the good reviews, then the bad reviews are going to get you as well. Yeah, you true. Can't, you can't invest in it either way no, because no. It, will, it will punish you. And the other thing is, is what makes what's really funny is that it's all like they talk about the Edinburgh bubble, mm. and when you come out, you go back to back to normal yeah, life, yeah. and everyone's like, and they're like, "You're right." I went, "Oh yeah, I got this. I got this. In, I got this review by this publication," that, and they go, "What's that? Who's that? I've Why never does... heard of that." <laughs> and what did they say about you? Yeah. Oh, I've never read that, so I don't know. Don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> is, that, is that good? Did you get? <laughs> is, two, is two stars good? Or? <laughs> How does it work? Is it yeah. one really good? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, right? Number one. <laughs> it's Jason, yeah. Jason Wood, bless him, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. And he's, he, when he had a real, he got a one-star review and he just put out a star, Jason Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's it. You know, you, you can't, um, you can't worry. I mean, I, I just, some of the, some of the, I just, I just can't understand why people think like that and they're, they're, you know I've spoken to people who've been like oh I got a three for my show but that's okay because you know it's like it's my debut hour or whatever and maybe you know next year hopefully mm. we can name for four and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> what scale are you operating on here this is this is crazy you're, yeah. you're going to send yourself insane um, 
by by ju- by judging your your success on, by, on, by an external yeah. arbitrary very political yes you should be worried world. about are the people in front of you that have paid money to see you yeah or uh, at least made the effort to come and see you have they enjoyed it did you make them laugh because they're the ones they're the ones that matter yeah 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 you know? exactly what I like about you as well is that yours you're what you're, I find and I'm not just kissing your ass. No, in, do. But yours are. <laughs> you switch this off for a minute. <laughs> Can we dim the lights no, even further? Fuck her up. <laughs> Bring these shades down. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I find your comedy inspiring because it's you. You don't. It seems to be that you're doing comedy for you. Your comedy is mm. what you want to do, and if people dig it, they dig it. But if they don't, they don't. You're doing yeah. what you love to do. You don't really pander to anybody. It seems you yeah. sort of you sort of walk your own path comedically which yeah, I find yeah. really inspiring whereas I'm more I worry about I'm, I'm not so much now but when I certainly when I started I was like oh like you were saying earlier I've got to be a certain way because then that that's what the industry requires yeah 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 whereas you seem to be now going look this is what I do yeah you're either on board or you're not yeah sort of like a like an Andy Kaufman kind of mm. vibe yeah 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 it's sort of a bit, a bit of a sort of room splitter yeah but I also I also don't think my act is that is like extremely alienating. Like I very no, I, I'll very rarely split a room equally. I mean, you know, by and large, people are on board. Mm. I don't know if that's just because over over the years people have like seen me several times, or they've been it's been recommended, so they sort of have an idea of what they're coming to. But I generally like I think I give the impression that I'm like this super alternative, divisive act. But actually, I don't think I am. I think most yeah, people so can get on board with it. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And I think, and I, th- I think it probably is because, uh, like, I did, a, I did a gig a few months ago, and someone came up to me and said, um, she said, it was just like how I joke around with my friends. Like, it's just how we joke around. And I thought, yeah, of course, that's exactly what it is. Because yeah. it's just, it's just input. It's just play. It's just, yeah. it's just playing and, and doing silly voices and doing silly faces and rolling around and doing stupid. Like, people want that. People like that mm. stuff because actually it. It is kind of how we communicate with each yeah. other, you know. And it is <laughs> following those. It is follow. It's just following those silly impulses that yeah. I think, by and large, we all have. Um, it's like this. It's like this podcast. Like, you know, we talk about quite serious subjects, but we we have a laugh doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's a way of getting it across. You know, it doesn't. It. You, know, you don't have to be po faced, and you don't, and you don't have to have that moment where you go, "Okay, guys, look, I've been treating you like dicks for an hour because the truth is." Uh, when I'm depressed, I treat people like dicks, and everyone's like, "There's the explanation." You know, you don't need yeah. it. You don't need. You don't need that thing. You can just. You can just. You know, just. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just play around with them, and you can. But you can. You can have those serious moments, um, for sure. But I think, yeah, you can. You can definitely explore serious. Just make it funny. Just yeah. if, the, if the over. If, if the constant like aim is to make it funny, mm. then I think by and large we'll like forgive you for yeah. exploring something a bit darker or yeah true and doing it nearly naked Jordan yeah 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 yeah, yeah. big time <laughs> Part big of your time. shorts yeah. <laughs> more comfortable on stage yeah 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 exposed yeah. It's, it's weird that like the more comfortable I am the less comfortable the audience is but um, <laughs> I think it's a fair trade I think it's great yeah. it's very brave very brave no shoes <laughs> no shoes nothing yeah I've stopped um, I've, I've stopped doing that I, well that was only really for that show this year I, I don't think I'm taking any of my clothes off no, not yet. Uh, not yet, not but yet. I mean, it's, 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 only, it's, it's only June, and, I, and I, I really don't have 
I've got like half a show written, yeah, so, um, <laughs> so the rest is going to fill. Maybe we can fill the rest with horror, horror and outrage. <laughs> but still make it palatable, which mm. is the trick. I still make it accessible to mainstream audiences. <laughs> oh, mate. I'm glad you... We've, we've, we've hung out before, but not, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. those times. So, you know, when I, when we were talking about you coming on here, and I was like, talking about when I first heard about Pure OCD and mm. all those, and I was, I, I'm really pleased to hear that you've got a handle on it. Because mm. when, I, when I first got seeing the show and... And briefly talking about it with you, it, it sounded horrendous, and it sounded yeah. like your every waking moment was hell on earth. Oh, I'd wake up every morning, and it would be the first thing I'd think about. It'd be the last thing I think about at night. It'd be the thing that would keep me up at night, and it was just it's like you say, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and it, yeah. it just it just ruins it ruined my quality of life, and it made me it made me not want to be alive. Like to be frank, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and um, and it, even into my sort of you know the, the meds that I'm on have just have helped immeasurably. And have you had different meds? Because I know you... Can't, you I tried did, a couple. Did you it I mean, I tried... Well, I tried... Um, I went on Citalopram, which is the which is the, always the GP's go-to. Oh, I think I've got... That's the one I got. And yeah. it, I've, I've, I've found... With me, it didn't help. And with a lot of people I've spoken to, it didn't really yeah, it do anything. Yeah, it just numbed me to everything. Yeah, I just feel like, like a fog. Yeah, you don't want the fog. So so I then I then got switched to fluoxetine, which is a Prozac, which um, is mm. essentially Prozac. But it has, it had been, that was after me researching and going to my GP and going, right. look, I've read about pure OCD. I've read about intrusive thoughts and OCD broadly. This is what has been known to help people. And it did. Yeah, and right. I'm on, you know, I'm on, on, on a low dose. But it, as I say, it just, it just allows me to ride those waves a little bit more neatly. I still, I still go through ups and downs. I still feel uh, every emotion you can feel. Mm. I still run up and down the scale of emotion every day. But well, that's good I, though. That's, exactly. Yeah. You want to feel something. You don't want to be. You don't want to be. You don't, you don't want the fog. So um, yeah, that all, 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 with all of that, I feel like I'm in a, in a mm. significantly better place. Oh, so I'm so pleased. Um, yeah, because it's 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 oh man, it's it was it was it was horrible. I cannot overstate right. how. Um, because essentially, you know, it's it it's challenging who you think you are as a person. Well, yeah, I and mean, that's because I like I said, we 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 all have the thoughts where mm. like one side of the brain goes horrendous, and the other side of the brain goes yeah, but we don't do that, and yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. And it's all very fleeting. Whereas you've got that horrendousness, and you know what, you're going to carry this out. Yeah, and yeah, other, yeah. And that other side of your brain's going yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your brain's going wait. I mean, he, he might have a point. Why would he bring it up? Yeah. Like, why would he do that? <laughs> you're like, oh god, yeah, no, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No. Uh, and some of my enemies are the worst. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. It's that, that bad. No, listen, yes. you're a massive cunt. You don't deserve this, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve what's going on in here, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're yeah. just bullying me. <laughs> oh um, man. But yeah, I'm in a I'm in a much better place, and mm. like it's it's it feels increasingly and rapidly like a part of my life that. I've been able to leave behind. Wonderful. And, um, yeah, I feel I feel in a great place. I'm so it's pleased to hear that because yeah. you're a damn fine man. Thanks. And you man, make me you laugh too. all the time. <laughs> Your interactions online are really funny. Just <laughs> it just when you when you were shaving your head. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I remember you called me a cannelloni bean. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted a picture of my shaved head and I was like, you know what? I think I look sexy as fuck. And you, first comment, Colonel Rich Wilson. Oh, what's, which is really nice. He's usually supportive. He'll say, cannelloni bean. All right, nothing else. All right, cheers, mate. My online persona is a fucking top spot. <laughs> That's where it all goes, because everyone goes, you're such a nice guy online, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. cunt you off to the yeah, cows. I'll see, you, I'll see you on Instagram, <laughs> sucker. you got some shit coming your way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great, man. Yeah, Thank so you much, so fun, much man. for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me, Rich. Yeah, so you're all pumped for Edinburgh. No. What's yours? You should mention what your show is and where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's um, it's called uh, I've Got Nothing. And, um, is it actually called that? I saw yeah. it online. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> Because at the time I was like, I really have not, like, I really don't know. I really don't know what the show is. I knew, I sort of know, I knew that it was going to be about the end of the world and, and dealing with what, essentially I just want, I wanted a, I wanted an open playing field where I could just like mess around, throw in a lot of stuff. But in essence, the, the act was watching someone deal with the prospect of the end of the world. Yeah, what right. do you do in that time? What do you do? You, you, you frantically, you lose your mind a little bit. You prepare, you do push-ups for some reason. You, you, de- <laughs> you know, you delve into childhood. Yeah. yeah, you think about all this stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's it really. It's a very yeah. loose premise, but it's at nine thirty at the Pleasance Beneath, and nice. it runs every day from the th- I don't know thirtieth. Are you doing the play? You at the Pleasance? Uh, no, I'm at the Gilded Balloon. I don't know what days the yeah. Pleasance run, but it's like end of July to end of August. Yeah, so it's like the 31st of July or something, or 30th, 20, yeah. To the 26th or 27th of August, yeah, something like that. that's yeah. it. I was yeah. thrown out the Pleasance last year for taking my own wine in. I thought Did I'd you? Be, well, it's terrible See, shit like this now, comes out. He sits there, yeah, he's all quiet. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why he's been quiet. <laughs> he's got banned for the Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being quite good, you know, just sort of sneaking out of the backpack into the glasses. And yeah, yeah. Try to explain to the guy. I'm a ghostbuster. Your wine's appalling here. Yeah, yeah. I get a much better bottle for seven quid from uh, <laughs> Tesco's next door. But don't come back this season. So uh, I'm hoping. Oh, no. I'll see you right next year. I right did actually, but I had did. I got thrown out once and then went back in and repeat offended. Um, uh, <laughs> so, you privileged you, you, you want to really the, your name of your face is probably on the wall now. But I don't yeah. look like a criminal, do I? Yeah. But this is it. This is it, isn't it? This is how you lot get away with it. Just a po- wine criminal. Posh criminals. <laughs> get away with it with your bloody shirt. <laughs> wandering around. Yeah, you see, you're going sailing. I reckon you're going smuggling. Uh, I'm going to take a camel back, I think, this time around. <laughs> yeah. Did you get did you get chucked out of a show or just out of the no, courtyard? No, just out of the courtyard. Just out of the courtyard, uh, but yeah. Yeah, obviously you have to be in the courtyard to get into many of the shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I genuinely, I didn't realise they were that strict about no. Uh, no, no. policies like that. Well, you uh, gave it a good go. You t- did it twice. Did. Yeah. yeah, well, you're more than welcome at my show this year. I don't care. Uh, brilliant. You can bring, it, you can bring in as much alcohol as you want. We'll have one of those hats <laughs> and a beer. We'll have two bottles of wine yeah. in it. Two <laughs> Tally ho! <laughs> the can holders, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, we're just two bottles you're of oyster ma- bay. Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll be sat right in the middle, right in the middle. So all you can see is him. You invited me, Jordan. Yeah. Ah, mate, this is a. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for coming oh, down. Thanks for having me, man. Great, man. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. my only stress ever in life is money. That's mm. the only thing I stress about. Not, and it's not even. I don't even want yachts and big cars. I just want to be able to pay my bills. Mm. And when I can't do that, that's what stresses me out. So at that moment, so promoters aren't paying me on time, and money's gone out because of Edinburgh, and mm. you're just like, oh, fuck you, man. Just yeah. you know, I'm not being a dick, <laughs> but. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's and I think I don't know if you found that this year the prices of accommodation has gone up. Oh, dude, yeah, shut up. Six grand, seven grand. No, yeah, for some people, we were really lucky. Someone sent me a link on Gumtree. There's a there's a um, a lecturer for the university that mm. needed someone to have her flat and look after her cats for the whole of Edom for the whole of August. Eight hundred and fifty quid. Oh my god, amazing! Well, of course, I love cats. Do that. Yeah. So yeah. I've got to stay there till the end of August. That's oh, what the price I like, off though. Five days holiday. Oh man, you're saving so much money. Yeah. Doing that, that's amazing. I think I'm paying. I'm paying. So I'm sharing a one-bedroom flat with someone. So one of us will be in the living room, one of us will be in the bedroom. Okay, we might yeah. s- swap around. Uh, I've done that before, yeah. £1,600 each. Wow, man. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. And I don't understand why why it is, because it's not like... It's not like the money is going back into the city. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's yeah. not it's not the council. It's not that the money isn't going is being reinvested into Edinburgh. It's just going into into private landlords' pockets. Yeah, exactly that. So all you're doing is just is just pricing people out. Yeah, and, and making it a very exclusionary yeah. arts festival. Well, we were looking at we were honestly we were looking at properties and they were between five and seven grand, mm. and you're just going, how? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah it will get to the point where. You just can't afford to go and do it. No, no. I think. I mean, I, mean, I think I won't do it. I think next year will be. Mm. I mean, I've done. This will be my fifth year in a row, and I think that's. It's one. It's one too many already. Like, yeah. I'm, already, I'm already struggling <laughs> to think of shit to say. I, I bumped in into. Show. I bumped into Stephen Bailey the other day, and yeah. I've also spoken to Sean McLaughlin. Yeah. And they're not doing Edinburgh. Mm. Stephen Bailey looked radiant. I the bet other he day. does. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. looked astonishingly good. <laughs> Because he's not doing Edinburgh, he's and he was burned. gloating. He goes, "I'm going yeah. to Portugal. Like, you're yeah. a cunt." And he, <laughs> he just he looked amazing. Whereas the rest of us is just walking around like Edvard Munch. The yeah. Screen. <laughs> oh God, what are I doing? We're not even there yet. It's not no. even happening yet. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago going up. It was my first time taking a show up on the Free Fringe. Got off the train and I was met by um, Eddie Brimson and we and he was like, yeah, I guess we'll take you to the accommodation. Mm. And as I dragged my bag and just saw all the massive posters of everybody oh, that, that I was first sight, yeah, and mm. I'm like, oh no, here we go. I haven't even written a show really. <laughs> yeah. What have I done? Yeah, yeah my yeah. arsehole just fell out. Yeah, I I I'd always have a panic attack that first couple of nights when I'm walking, say, through the meadows, and I'll look at this this long strip yeah. of, of huge posters and be like, I can't believe a year has passed with such little personal development. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I failed to do all the things that I said to myself this time last year that I was going to do to improve my quality of life and make me feel better. Gym. <laughs> I know. I was going to run home from Scotland yeah. last year. I know. And then the lists, the lists come out. Yeah. These are the shows you need to see and these are the essential comics this year exciting newcomers and if you allow yourself to get to mm. buy if you let that get to you you're going to have such a shit time yeah and it's just it's just remembering that it's all bollocks no one really has a clue what they're doing no. least of all journalists and critics who are always viewing it from the outside who are who, whose job it is to increasingly to generate clicks on those articles so the the people that they choose it's not it's not always i mean you know quite I think it's a falsehood to, to say that comedy is a meritocracy. I think it's a partial compromise meritocracy. But when, so when you look at lists of like essential acts to see, it, it's not. It's, it's motivated yeah. by things and conditions and stuff going on that we can we, we can't right. even you can't yeah. even 
understand yeah. really. And um, no disrespect to anyone. No, on the of list, course not. And good and good for, good for yeah. them. And I'm always pleased to see when, when people are doing well. And I, you know, I, I I always celebrate my peers' successes. And of course, um, yeah. bar like one or two cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple you go fuck off. There's man. a couple I'm like, why do you, why do people keep liking them? <laughs> um, no, not really. I, I, I genuinely don't have any sort of enemies or anything in the industry. I, I, there's no one that I dislike. I find no. it very hard to dislike people because you're sort of like, well, if you're if you've if you're if you if you've experienced life, if you have any any of the difficulties that I have had or mm. people around me have had, then you're just trying your best. Yeah. You're just trying to be the best version of yourself, and that's a bumpy road. And exactly, as, long as, as, long, as long as your intentions are always good, then yeah, that's you know. so true. I was saying this the other day. Someone was, was just saying. We have a car ride and you know, the comics get in the car and they go, right, who are we going to slag off? Mm. And they go, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'd rather everyone, not. Everyone's all right, actually. They're just trying. They're just trying yeah, their hardest. Everyone's, everyone's got their own foibles and their own bits. And yeah. yeah, you might have had an off night with them. And I've had off nights with people, but yeah. then I see them again and I'm like, no, they're fine. And they'll probably say the same with me. Oh, 100%. You know? and yeah. It, it, yeah, you can't... Uh, yeah, I think it's very juvenile. I'm, I'm always surprised when I meet adults who say, "I've got a list of enemies," or "I've got, <laughs> I've got a nemesis," and you're like, "Where? What are you? How old are you? Why do you? What, are what you, do you mean? What are you, Batman?" It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's such an obtuse way of telling me that you're Batman. Just tell me you're Batman. Yeah, let me have a look at the suit. Yeah. And start fucking yeah. Where did you get those yeah. incredible toys? Don't give me a list with like names like Joker and Scarecrow on it, and leave, <laughs> and leave me to figure it out for myself. When you look at those films now with an adult look, you go, it's just the grown-ups running it's, around in it's costumes. So stupid. It's Why so would stupid. you do that? The shit that we that people think we like. And <laughs> and they are correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to be Batman. Yeah, I'd love night. to be Batman, yeah. <laughs> but it's like watching the, the, the original Superman and things like that, and that you go, he came from another planet. And that's how we thought we all we'd all appreciate him in his, yeah, yeah, in his yeah, lycra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. This is how you chose to present yourself <laughs> to an a, what, an alien planet, essentially. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. You wouldn't go to a party that you didn't know anyone. You wouldn't go dressed <laughs> as a cunt, would you? You'd, you'd want to blend in a shade. Yeah, you'd go. Well, do you know what I think the best first impression would be to have my ball sack on display <laughs> through my clothing, and for everyone to go, "Your underwear's on the outside, <laughs> you dickhead." That's how we do it on my planet. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Planet Prime, Mark, you yeah. fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love it. I do, I do love a superhero film, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it is nonsense. Oh, it's absolutely garbage, but I love it. I, I, yeah. I, I lap it up like the, oh, the God, best yeah. of them. It's yeah, delicious. Yeah. Mm. It's, just, um, it's just dumb spectacle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Would you have, if you had a super, if you had a, a, a power, do you think, what would you have? Uh, what? I I would have um, the ability to like to like make people shit themselves by just by looking at them. So He's I would be a just, bass player. Yeah, <laughs> that one note. The, yeah, that's the brown, that one, note. the brown note. Yeah, yeah. Which actually we did play in Bleed. Really? So we played the brown note during a bit where I um, I don't know if you remember I like turn into a god king and my voice yeah. changes and I'm just like stomping around and shouting at people. We play a brown note underneath it. Um, to make people feel physically uncomfortable. Oh. And um, I only found out this recently. I'd kind of forgotten that we'd thrown it in. And then I, I met someone who said um, they'd sent their mum to come and watch the no. show. And she said, she said afterwards, she said, look, I really enjoyed it, but honestly, uh, it made me shit. Like I had to run <laughs> to the toilet to stop me shitting myself afterwards. <laughs> 
I can't believe I can't believe that this, <laughs> yeah the show instigated a bowel movement. You made, <laughs> you made a woman shit herself. You made a woman right? almost shit her pants. <laughs> oh god, I'm not coming to see you this yeah. year. You're putting things in. You don't even remember what are in what's in the show. I've no idea. I just sit there and I just start coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is odd. What the oh, we, <laughs> oh, we played the white note. I didn't realise. <laughs> we played the ivory note. That was a show. Loved it. I've yeah. Been up and every day. Loved it. Came three times. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted though I need some water that's the review you want then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah three comes three comes out of five little splash emojis yeah oh yeah With the, 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 was it the what's the purple one the, the, the aubergine the aubergine and the yeah, water yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's my favourite yeah <laughs> I look forward to seeing the show. <laughs> Can't wait. I look forward to seeing yours as well. Yeah. We're not at the same time though, are we? No, I'm at four thirty in oh, the wee room. Yeah, great. Yeah, man, that's gonna be good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm excited. Someone was saying the other day, because I would do, I did do a preview, and there was a bit that they went, I've heard that before. I'm like, you insane? I'm not writing a completely new show. Mm. No one's seen me. You know. No, I, I throw in stuff all the time. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm raking over the same, the same bullshit, the same ideas. You know, like th- things like intrusive thoughts are like so. Like, like it was quite a prominent thread in, mm. in body of work, but it, it will always be part of my act. It will always be part of this, the weave of, of my act. So yeah, that stuff will always recur. Yeah, and it does feel like I'm repeating myself, but I'm also like, well, this is just my act. That's like, what these, we do. I, like, I like to talk about these particular subjects. Yeah, it might seem like I'm I'm raking over old old ground, but Tough shit. Tough shit. Tough Tough about shit, you. That's what I like to talk about. Yeah, so. same. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming fun. down, Thanks, man. Rich. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yes. Insane in the membrane. Thank you, Jordan Brooks, for coming down to Comedy Central and having a chat to us. Thanks again to Comedy Central as well for giving us the space to do so. You'll find ticket details for Jordan's Zenebra show in the podcast description in your app, along with tickets to my own show, Rich Wilson, Death Becomes Him, and also our next Insane in the Membrane live show. The end of the season continues next time with Leo Chaos. Until then, bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs>